What's up, everybody? Can you believe it? Week five of the Big 12 football season is coming up fast. I'm Pete Mundo on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. We cover the Big 12 from top to bottom. And as we like to do to uh, wrap up the week, I want to give you my lock, my bad bets, and, of course, when I look at it, my underdog of the week. Those three we've been doing for the last three weeks now. And, you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much here. But I will say, over the last three weeks since we started doing this, I'm 6-2-1. and one. So I give myself credit if my bad bet ends up losing. As in, well, I'll get to it in a second here. But if I say don't bet this game and the other side wins, then that's a W in my column because I told you not to touch it, right? That's how it should work. Meantime, of course, the underdog is the underdog. And the lock can be an underdog or a favorite just a matter of what I like the best on the board in the Big 12. So let's get to the picks here this week. Let's dive right into it. As always, if you're on YouTube, thumbs up on the video, especially those of you joining us live right now. That does help us a lot, more than you realize. And of course, subscribe to the channel as well. That way you never miss a show. All right. And on the podcast, you know what to do. Five-star rating, review, subscribe. It really does help. And once again, we're in the thick of football season. Now is the time to be hopping in. So let me get you my bad bet of the week. I am not going to touch TCU minus 14 and a half at home against West Virginia. That is so disrespectful to a West Virginia team. That's not just three and one. I'm not sure I buy West Virginia at three and one, but I do know this much. They got a damn good defense. And while TCU's offense has been very good thus far, and Amani Bailey is the top running back in the Big 12, if you look at the stats, Chandler Morris has done a nice job running Kendall Bryles' offense. I get all that. But who have they played defensively? They haven't played anybody, right? I mean, TCU, uh, they took... SMU, Houston, and Nichols to the woodshed, and they lost to Colorado week one. And Colorado, we know that they're pretty good. I don't think they're top 25 good. The hype train seems to have come to an end. But that problem, uh, you know, with Colorado is the defense, and TCU scored 40 points on them. West Virginia's defense has been a different animal thus far. What the Mountaineers have done the last couple of weeks in particular has been very impressive. And by the way, their loss to Penn State on the road, I know it was a bad loss, but the score doesn't do it justice. And on top of that, Penn State looks like it might be a top five team in the country when all is said and done. So this is a wildly disrespectful line for West Virginia because of how the defense is playing. I don't know if the offense is going to score any points. I mean, enough points to win, I should say. They're going to score some points. But TCU's defense is still coming together. And West Virginia's defense has been pretty nasty so far. Defense travels, cliche, but it is true to a large extent. And uh, they're two touchdown dogs, more than two touchdown dogs. Way too much money came in early on TCU. It opened up at TCU minus 10. It went to TCU minus 14. That's a sucker bet. That's a bad bet. I wouldn't touch that one with a 10-foot pole. Do not go near TCU minus 14 and a half. That is my bad bet of the week in the Big 12 Conference. Some of you might be enticed by it, but I'm telling you, it's not that I'm completely sold on West Virginia. I got to see more from them, but uh, that's too big a number, especially when, by the way, you know, West Virginia's got the running game going quite a bit here. And if they do what they did against Texas Tech, control the clock, 
take care of the run game, play good defense. TCU might win it. I'm not saying they won't. They're home. But, man, it's not going to be a 14-point game. I'll tell you that right now. So TCU minus 14.5, I would avoid that one. Uh, my underdog of the week, Oklahoma. No, 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 no. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. I'm on the other side. Iowa State plus 20.5. That is my underdog of the week in the Big 12 Conference. Iowa State is a nearly three-touchdown dog in Norman this weekend. I don't want to say this is Kyle Kemp circa, what, 2017? I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm just saying Iowa State's defense is good enough to lose this game by far less than three touchdowns. And OU fans are going to take this the wrong way, but it's not meant to be that way. OU hasn't played anybody yet. They haven't. They had one of the softest non-conference schedules in the entire Big 12. No Power 5 teams. Cincinnati, you know, some may say, and once again, I'm not knocking Cincinnati here, but I'm just saying they were a group of five last year. They're just transitioning to Power 5, and there's going to be a transition there. So this is just too big a number for an Iowa State team that, you know, has played some decent competition thus far. Most notably Iowa, but still, I, I... I'm just looking at this and I'm saying to myself, even if this game is OU 31, Iowa State 13, I'm getting a cover on that. I'll take that every single day. Now, I think there's a lot of respect here for Oklahoma's defense, and I do like Oklahoma's defense, but I saw an interesting tidbit this week that when it comes to missed tackles, OU uh, is in the bottom half of the Big 12, which does tell you a little bit of something in terms of While the defense has been good, how does that translate against improving competition? And Iowa State did show you a little something on the offensive side of the ball last week that should not be overlooked. So against Oklahoma State, who I know stinks, but still, it's something. And when you're an Iowa State fan, you just want something on the offensive side. And, you know, what I saw last week from Rocco Beck and company was encouraging as well. Jalen, Noel, and the entire team. So there's no doubt in my mind that OU should be a heavy favorite. But when I see this thing at nearly three touchdowns, I'm like, that is way, way too much. And one thing Iowa State's done a very good job of, they are not letting anyone get to Rocco Beck. In four games, they've given up one sack. That's right, one sack in four games. OU, on the other hand, is also not getting to the quarterback all that well. OU is 13th in the Big 12 in sacks. So as much as the defense is improving and starting to look more like a Brent Venables defense, it still arguably has a ways to go. We're going to find out a lot more this weekend, but I'll tell you right now, I'm just, uh, that's, that's too many. And here's the other thing that's been overlooked. OU's been sloppy this year. OU has committed the most penalties in the Big 12 and has the most penalty yards of any team in the Big 12. So that's one of those things that at some point it's going to come back to bite them. I'm not predicting Kyle Kemp 2.0 or anything like that. I'm just saying at 20 and a half, that is crazy. Give me Iowa State plus the points, and here's my last point on why. The line hasn't moved. Now you may say, why does that matter? 70% of the money is on OU, and the line hasn't moved. If 70% of the money is on OU and all else is equal, well, the line's supposed to move. 
and it's not. That tells me there's a lot of big money and far bigger bets on Iowa State plus the 20 and a half. So I'm on that. I like that number a lot, and I will roll with Iowa State plus 20 and a half this weekend in uh, Norman. So that is my underdog of the week. Now for my lock of the week. Let's get to that. The lock of the week. Here we go, baby. You set? You ready for this? Oh, this is going to be fun. My lock of the week. Kansas plus 17. Taking on Texas in Austin. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when this game came out, I thought to myself, maybe it'll be a 10, 11-point spread. Who knows? But instead, we get a 17-point spread. I mean, that's wild. That is way too big a number for this game. You know, I, I know that we're looking at Texas and thinking about the Alabama win, and that's a great win. It's the best win in the country so far this year. I'll, I'll give them that much. There's no doubt about it. Right? You go to Tuscaloosa, you get a win on Nick Saban's turf. Uh, that is big-time stuff. They deserve a lot of credit for that. But that's just it's one of those things where I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, Kansas is so much better in the trenches than they've been. They have an enormous amount of returning production. They're top five in the country in returning production, not just starters, which they have 17 coming back, returning production. Guys who have been in the system, the coaching staff, first time in 20 years, KU's got the same coaching staff back. And meantime, you have a Texas team that could be looking ahead to OU next week. The Red River is, of course, a few days away after this game on Saturday. And they can't afford to overlook this Kansas team. Kansas is, is, is a rapidly improving program. And if they get a win this week, I mean, Lance Leipold, already the guy's gotten talked about plenty. There's going to be a lot more attention on him if he pulls off that win this weekend. So... Uh, for those reasons, Kansas can hang in the trenches. They've done a very good job on that front. Um, I'm afraid for Texas that they're going to be caught looking ahead here potentially in this game. And Kansas can beat you not just Jalen Daniels through the air with his feet, but they can beat you on the ground. Kansas right now is second in the Big 12 in rushing yards per game. Devin Neal, the entire crew there, has done an outstanding job. They got 217 rushing yards per game. They're doing it all on that front. And that's going to be the matchup to watch, by the way. The KU run game versus the Texas rush defense. If KU can get a little bit of control in this game, sustain some longer drives, I, I mean, then you've got not just covering the spread, you've got potential upset alert there. That's what you've got if they can make that happen. But it remains to be seen what exactly that's going to look like and how that's going to play out. And then I also want to see Quinn Ewers against the Kansas secondary, which has been surprisingly good this year, better than many would expect. So there are so many storylines in this game. It is going to be an outstanding matchup to watch. And I can't wait for Saturday, 2.30, games on ABC. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be tremendous. And the 17 points, my lock is Kansas plus 17. Buy the half a point if you have to, and let's see how this baby plays out. Now, uh, as I started doing a couple of weeks ago, I will pick every game in the Big 12, but the only ones I'm counting towards my record are the bad bet, the underdog, and the lock. But I want to be fair, 
and I want to give you guys everything to look at here since we do cover the entire Big 12. Uh, Cincinnati-BYU on Friday. You know, my heart tells me BYU. I think they're the better team. But my head tells me Cincinnati, and here's why. I look at betting trends, and this is one of the weirdest things you're ever going to see. BYU opened up as a three-point favorite. They're now a one-point underdog, despite the fact that 71% of the bets are coming in on them. That's insane. That doesn't make any sense. That means there's a tremendous amount of money that's coming in on Cincinnati on Friday night, minus one. They opened up as three-point dogs. Now Cincinnati's a favorite, despite the fact that only three out of 10 bets are coming in on the Bearcats. That means there's a ton of dough as if somebody knows something about that game or some buddies know something about the game the rest of us don't. That's the only thing I can figure. So I'm going to go up my head here and just say Cincinnati minus one because I, if you see something like that, that is a huge red flag. All right? Um, meantime, let's see what else we got here on the picks. Uh, Houston, Texas Tech. All right, so Texas Tech is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And uh, what's interesting is that, once again, 70% of the bets are coming in on Tech, but the line is moving in a way that would suggest Vegas wants you to bet Texas Tech. I ain't betting Tech in this one. I'm going to roll Houston plus eight-and-a-half. I mean, I just... Tech's on Baron Morton... And while, you know, I, I, I like Tech, I picked them before the season to play in a Big 12 championship, man, they haven't shown me a damn thing. So I cannot, in good faith, roll with Texas Tech, especially when I think the smart money is with Houston right now. So I'm going to Houston plus 8.5 in this game. Uh, Baylor-UCF, this is a weird, weird, weird game. I just don't know what to think about this game for a multitude of reasons. I mean, I think UCF's going to win this thing running away. Um <laughs> But I just, you know, when you're seeing Baylor UCF as a conference game, it still throws you for a bit of a loop. But I'm going to go UCF to cover the 12 and a half, and here's why. Baylor can't stop the run to save its life. UCF is running the heck out of the ball, leading the Big 12. 260 rushing yards per game. Baylor's given up 171 on the ground. I think there are major issues there in Waco. There's no juice on either side of the ball. I mean, they're struggling in so many different areas right now, this team. I mean, they're giving up too many sacks. Uh, they're not getting to the quarterback like they should with a Dave Aranda defense. They can't stop the run to save their lives. They're at the bottom of the Big, of the big 12 in defensive efficiency. I, there's some issues there. So I'm going to say UCF at home, their Big 12 opener, they cover the 12.5 points. So there you go. But once again, what matters? My bad bet of the week, TCU minus 14. My dog of the week, Iowa State plus 20.5. And, and my lock of the week, KU plus 17. Hey, I would love it. We're 12 away from 700 ratings. 12 away from 700 ratings on iTunes. Would you leave us a five-star rating on iTunes? Along with Spotify as well. Uh, That would be great. But if you leave a rating and a review on iTunes, what do you get? A free Heartland College Sports Koozie when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I've been featuring some of our uh, nice reviews on the Instagram page, on our stories. So uh, please do check that out, and uh, we greatly appreciate you guys doing that and being a part of the show. So follow us on Instagram, follow us on X, formerly Twitter, 
and um, know that we got a lot of other Big 12 podcasts that we're dropping right now. So just search Heartland College Sports wherever you get your podcasts. We've got a betting-exclusive podcast beyond this one from a guy in Vegas, Jeff Parles. We've got team-focused podcasts as well that we're growing. So not all the teams yet, but we're working on that. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Enjoy the weekend games, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. See you later.